What an ending to the box uh, European tour with the threshing of England. I think the talking point was, if not of uh, our captain, Yakulisi, it was one of five declared uh, after he was pulled and then how he jumped over and then even had a time to do his hair. Uh, for me, that was the highlight of that game. Uh, besides the fact that we beat England is at their own backyard. But it's all about World Cup. Ronaldo did his score, didn't his score. He wanted to claim even a goal even without touching it. Imagine our goat, Ronaldo. But as always, uh, when it comes to World Cup, when it comes to African teams, we have to take out the calculators before uh, last game matches. This is the case. It's a question of who, if we beat this one, if Cameroon beat Brazil, this must happen. Ghana must do this for this to happen. Morocco must do this for this to happen. Tunisia needs to do this. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't have my calculator here. I've got my right hand man, Daniel aka Trumpis, the 12th man, Remutuai Madumera. Madumera, whether I touched your studio or not, uh, give it to Ronaldo. Maybe, you know, just a fiber of his of his uh, fancy hairstyle had a touch on that ball. The good, thing, the good thing is that it was not given to Ronaldo. All he wants is personal glory to move away from everyone else and become the leading goal scorer of the World Cup. He's not going to see it. Uh, I saw when Messi is pulling Argentina, Portugal teammates are pulling Ronaldo towards uh, his team. I think he must just uh, accept that uh, it's time to say goodbye. But surprisingly, I saw Pepe at 39 or he looks 45. He's still playing. <laughs> yeah, Pepe looks good. Eh? But uh, you see, let's give it to these top countries. Uh, we always complain about experience being discarded. But uh, remember, Brazil have got their own 39-year-old, my namesake, Daniel Alves, on the bench as a backup. And you saw Portugal. Pepe came in at the time when they needed him the most because Remember, uh, Danilo was out, the man who was doing well in that position. So, you know, the man who came in uh, is a seasoned campaigner. That's what you need in a tournament. After a slow start by African teams, they redeemed themselves in the second round, second matches. Except for Tunisia, who, for, for me, I think it was disappointing that they went down to Australia. But pick up to Morocco for beating Belgium. Uh, they stand a good chance of qualifying. What can we say about Ghana? What a game. Leading 2-0, allowing South Korea to come back, but snatching it late in that game, winning 3-2 even. Eventually, but for me, Cameroon, the indomitable Lions, uh, doing what we expected from them, uh, they beat, they drew three three. What a thriller with Serbia! Do you think they've redeemed themselves now? Do we are positive that at least one or two can make it to uh, the knockout stages? 
Yeah, after what you've just said now, there is definitely hope for Africa. But my worry is one, you know, uh, as much as they show that attacking spirit going all out, uh, I think it, it it's also reflect on what is happening at the back. They just concede too much and put themselves under unnecessary pressure. I mean, you saw how Son and, and, and his uh, South Korean team came back in that Ghana game. I mean, it created a lot of heart-stopping moments for Africans, but I think, you know, a team like Cameroon and Ghana, they must actually work something out at the back. That's where they are a bit shaky and they sort of always undo the good work that they do up front, which is scoring goals. As expected, the big guns, uh, Brazil qualified after two games, France qualified after two games, the same with Portugal after two games. Why do we always have to do it the hard way? Exactly the point that I mentioned where you look at as much as you have the ability to score, rather minimize mistakes at the back because sometimes a clean sheet goes a long way because also you look at these teams that have uh, already qualified that you've just mentioned, the top guns, uh, how many goals did they concede? They concede quite minimal because even, you know, at the time when you look at the permutations, when uh, things are tight at the top, goal difference will always uh, uh, work out. If we look at the remaining matches, Morocco, Canada. Canada already out of the tournament after losing the two games. Should we say Morocco have uh, one foot in the last 16? Yes, uh, absolutely. Because, uh, I mean, if you look at their group clearly, they uh, remember they are level on four points with Croatia. It is possible for them, I mean, to go through. You saw how clean they beat uh, the more fancier Belgian side. You know, they, I mean, there can only be hope. And remember, just recently, uh, we were looking at a story that holistically look at Moroccan football, you know, how, mm -hmm. how they've been doing so well, looking at uh, their vision uh, where they want to be both at club level and national team level you know right across to even their women football so I still have hope for Morocco that they can uh, represent us well there. For me I think uh, my best bet will be on them uh, they've been on their up uh, they did badly at the AFCON January but like you're saying they're on their up they've been on their up which is good which is good for them which is good for the continent but but there's a crash game happening on Friday. Ghana against Uruguay. Who can ever forget 2010 FNB Stadium? One Suarez, Luis Suarez, uh, one Asamoah Jan, when he had a chance to put Africa for the very first time in the quarterfinals. Is it quarterfinals? The semifinals of the World Cup. Gee, fluffing that penalty. Now they have a chance to redeem themselves. Uruguay have to win this game after uh, losing to Portugal on, on, on Monday night. Ghana know that a draw might suffice. Yes, you know, my worry when the draw was made was that given that this is going to be the last game, I've always asked myself whether there will still be anything left to eat, whether it still be having any bearing on the race. And then for the fact that it's a must win for Uruguay, I mean, it's going to even take back the moment of 2010, you know, back into the fold to say, you know, it's this must be a win at all costs for Ghana to say, sweet 
revenge for people who denied us uh, to prog progress the last time around. So let's see if uh, Suarez can chew more than what he can bite or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> because he's going to be no, kicking no. chai jancha. I, I think uh, Suarez, uh, he must just follow uh, Ronaldo. I think it's over for him. I I, I saw the two games uh, on on Monday night. He started on the bench. Uh, the first game he was not there. I think he must just follow Ronaldo and forget about uh, football. Brazil, obviously, two out of two, they were made to sweat on Monday night by by Switzerland. But you know, Brazil always be Brazil, even without Neymar and Danilo, they made it with a clean record. Still to consider goal. Cameroon have to win this game against uh, uh, Brazil on, on Friday. Brazil already qualified, guaranteed a spot in the last 16. Do you think the, but even their fringe players, they are still top players in some leagues. Do you think Cameroon has what it takes to win this game? Yeah, if the fighting spirit that we saw Cameroon displaying against Serbia leading the game at some point, uh, losing the game at their grasp and still managed to, to draw that game in that six-goal thriller, I think uh, Abu Bakr has got uh, a big uh, assignment in his hand to make sure that uh, Cameroon goes through. So, But based on the spirit, the sort of determination that we saw from Rigobert Song's guys, I do have have, you know, slight hope that maybe considering that uh, Brazil have already qualified, you know, they've got nothing to lose. Yes, they, they might want to go uh, with a clean record of having won, uh, maybe taking all the nine points on offer. But uh, yeah, it's for Cameroon to do it for Africa and surprise Brazil. So after two rounds of matches, who has impressed you the most? Who has been uh, disappointing for you? Maybe from Group A, uh, you would have thought that uh, Senegal, at least, would have uh, put themselves in a in a clear position, you know, with a game to spare. They made things difficult for them. I'm disappointed at, you know, how they considered those goals against the Netherlands and then they still considered against uh, Qatar. So, yeah, for me, it's uh, it's quite disappointing that they didn't give me the start that I had expected because, uh, I mean, it, in that game, they really showed that England was there for the taking. Also, uh, I'm quite disappointed with Argentina. They had never, they haven't really picked up the pace I would have expected them to be, the, the level that they're supposed to be. Uh, the same goes to uh, to Germany, the former champions as well. They haven't given us that, you know, confidence that, you know, they can go all the way. But yes, um, as expected, I expected Brazil to easily go to the last 16 stage. But I, I was quite surprised by France with all those injuries, their star players out, almost half of their stars and, and not being at this tournament, the Karim Benzimas, the Pogba's, the N'Golo Kantes. But, uh, you know, they didn't break a sweat to reach the last 16. The host, yeah, they are now like South Africa, the second host, the history of the World Cup, 
to be knocked out in the in the first round. At least they scored a goal against the <laughs> against Senegal. Uh, but was this expected? Did you expect any resistance, any resilience from from the Qatari team? Yeah, no, it was expected, man. But to Bakata, it's a ball, even though uh, they've got that peak here, uh, players coming from all over the world. So I don't really even see anything that says they've been in camp for six months. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I, I think they were just uh, uh, fulfilling the contract as yeah, so whole story. They have to put up the team there, but I. No, I, uh, from what they offered at this World Cup, yeah, it was expected that they will be the first uh, country to be eliminated. Unfortunately, they've got that record. Uh, Blemish record is not just the South Africa. Uh, at least when history will always absolve us to say we are not the only country to have been uh, the only host nation to have been knocked out in the first round. The support has been good. Uh, I don't think the temperatures have had any effect on the impact on the field of play. Have you seen anything untoward? No, not not at all. The picture that we see on television is your, you know, true the razzmatazz that you'd expect from fans who are flocking at the stadiums. And speaking of which, I've seen the attendances have been good there, irrespective of the magnitude of the fixture. It looks like uh, you know people just took it into their strides, even even though some of the puzas were forced to go to the game sober because they bonta te but khalas, khalas, khalas. Uh, Mubarak, Mubarak. I think that's enough for the World Cup. Back home, Kappa reuniting with Keza Chiefs. What is the picture that comes to your mind when you think of Kappa and Keza Chiefs? I only have one, Saddam Maki. <laughs> you are quite right, Vuvuzela, <laughs> with that uh, uh, designer, these stripes. Yeah, but, yeah. but again, you know, I still remember a young Sheikh Skungwani being picked up by a Nissan E20, Kibra Spike or Alex, go 11th Avenue. He was always wearing those uh, Kappa track suit. And, you know, like for us, it's like, hey, you know, this guy, he must be having all the good things in the world. That's really back and we are double deck. <laughs> And finally, before I let you go, I can't let you go without talking about family stands that the stadium management South Africa wants to introduce at uh, starting at FNB Stadium and going to other stadiums. What a novel idea. Do you agree with me? Yes, because after all, Aguirre, all we want is football to be a family affair. I mean, sometimes we do wish to take our kids to the stadium, but if Malome Ali busy at Zole Mole, and then the other one who's not sober-minded, <laughs> taking things, you know, uh, that would need the detergent to clean his mouth, the vulgar that comes out there. Yeah, you'd need such platform, you know, to bring kids to the stadium so that we encourage uh, this spirit of uh, togetherness, you know, when it's a family affair, it should be a family affair, a nice outing. So I agree 100%. Mara, if a member of the family wants to consume something, although it's a family affair, uh, shouldn't he be part of that family stand? But remember, I get you'll do it responsibly because I think what they are pushing here is for people to be responsible uh, in every way possible. Hey, I think on that sober note, let's leave it there. Uh, you said it a lot. Remutwai, Jagamitar Raikulu will. 
I'm off to Qatar. Give a spirit. Thank you.